Warning, the Our Voice podcast contains explicit language and may not be suitable for listeners of all ages. Listener discretion is advised. To United Not Silence, the Hour Voice podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Adrian Higgins. Hi. And uh, LaDonna Loki. Hello, everyone. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Another crazy news week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have like 15 things to talk about, so we're going <laughs> to... We're going to do that format we did last week where we just talk about a bunch of shit and don't necessarily... We're going to need a lightning round at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> a lot happened uh, in the news this week. I do want to uh, touch on a couple of non-time-sensitive uh, things first. Uh, so I was watching uh, that CNN show again, the 90s thing. And they had, last week was the foreign policy episode, so they had a lot about, like, kind of, because I guess the Berlin Wall had kind of come down right at the beginning of the 90s and things like that, and a lot about the first Gulf War. Um, And the thing that really stood out to me, and, like, we didn't really have justification for the first Gulf War, but there's arguably, I would say, more justification than there was for the Iraq War, for the second time we went into Iraq. Right. Um, you know, what little justification there was. There was obviously no justification for the Iraq War. Um, but they showed clips of, like, of Congress debating it, and every fucking Democrat in Congress was, like, vociferously, like, this This is ridiculous, we shouldn't be doing this. And I, and I look at that, and I'm, I just, like, hang my head in shame, because I'm like, these fucking Democrats, none of them would do this today. Like, none of them would do... I mean, I've seen them warmonger over... Wars with less justification than that. It, it's amazing to me that the difference that we used to actually have a left party, even as far even as far as like the early '90s before Clinton and you know the DLC took over. Uh, Bernie was there, by the way. Still had no fucking hair, even in 1989 <laughs> or whatever it was. Uh, but he was, you know, of course, awesome, awesome speech. But I, it, it was just amazing to me. I, I was really genuinely shocked. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe how rabidly anti-war like all of these democrats are it's fucking awesome i wish we could go back to that yeah i don't know what the democrats are anymore and i'm not sure that they know either and you know i'm sure we'll get into the better deal and all of that kind of stuff but i mean it used to be that you know they were more anti-war you know they were very staunchly pro-choice um you know there were some clear things there they were for working people and now (laughs) Things are a little different, and it changed so fast, too. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I just... I mean, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff this week. Um, That war was so funny, that first one, though. I was in high school at the time, and I just remember thinking that my generation had no idea how to protest. We decided to do a walkout in my school one day, and so, you know, we all walk out of class. Most people just want to get out of class. We walk out. 
half of the people are for the war. So they're protesting, supporting the tree. Half of them are against it. And, you know, having the, um, you know, fighting for peace is like fucking for virginity kind of signs up and everything. They're just like, we don't even know how to protest. We don't know what we're doing. Our parents gave us nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Um, so, yeah, that was, uh, that, you know, definitely I recommend checking that out. Oh, another thing that I really recommend for everyone to check out uh, on Netflix, actually, uh, Josh Fox's Standing Rock documentary, Awake, uh, A Dream from Standing Rock, is actually on oh, Netflix yeah. streaming now. Uh, I bought it when it first, when he first, you know, came out with it. it was, it's it's excellent. It's not strictly his movie. It's him and two other directors, all of whom were at Standing Rock, and they each filmed like a third of it. Basically, each have like a segment, um, and it's great. It's like I mean, you know, it's not great. <laughs> it's horrible, but it's 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 really it's it's really um, moving, and it's like a really good on the ground perspective. Like, because I'm sure you know, we we all saw all the shit that was happening there um you know in bits and pieces but this was like a real like you, you kind of get a feel for the experience of what it was like dealing with the like the, the the just absolute thuggery of like the cops that were there i mean i feel like i've lost track of that story now like there's not you know there's almost nothing definitely nothing in the mainstream media yeah, and even in social media it's like okay there was a point where the uh the permits were denied and then it looked like they were going to do some studies and it's like, I haven't really heard anything. It looks like there's protesters moved to other States now to protest, you know, uh, pipelines in other locations. So, um, plenty of pipelines yeah. all over the, I got one right in my backyard pretty much. Well, and that's the argument against it. I mean, a lot of, you know, Republicans talk about, we've been doing this for years and, and their take on it was interesting. It was basically saying that the tribes that were there were just pissed off that they weren't getting a financial cut of what was happening, that their land was taken and then, you know, kind of sold and they were left out of it. And then all they really wanted was money, that it wasn't about the environment at all. Or where were they, you know, all these years when these pipelines were being built. So I found that take interesting. It's interesting. It's paid kind them of, off. It's, it's kind it's of bullshit. bullshit. It's total yeah. bullshit. I mean, it does go right through their drinking water and it was originally supposed had- to go. Think about it. They wouldn't have to pay all that security if they were able to. They could have just given that money to the Native Americans and made it go away. So yeah. and not have any of this bad publicity. That's true. But, you know, Anthony, that pipeline going through your backyard, I just want to state for the record mm-hmm. that Cuomo and uh, oh. Chucky Schumer and Kristen Gil- Kirsten Gillibrand, I think it is. Not Kristen, yeah. right? I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know. They're yeah. all fucking horrible. All the New York Democrats. No, but they're all against it. They are all against that pipeline. But it's happening anyway, even though all of our public is officials Cuomo are against actually it. against it? Or is he, he like... Is. He okay, is because okay. it's his backyard too. They're against it, but what are they doing about it? Yeah, that's like I don't the question. know because they. Well, you know the the good thing I think that's holding it up right now is that are, there are towns that have voted to not let them continue building it. I believe, especially in like the Upper Hudson Valley, so it's being held up right now. But I mean, Cuomo is just I, I, the only reason I, I I you know I if if you say he said he's against it, that's one thing, but I I question it because he's. Um, right now allowing the cpv power plant to go forward you know the thing that james cromwell just got arrested protesting uh to stop the finalization basically what cuomo did in his you know backroom bullshit is he was like oh yeah well we're gonna do a moratorium on fracking in new york and everyone's like oh my god great we we won on this issue but what he did is allow them to build fracking infrastructure in new york which means that we have pipelines coming from other states into new york and it's like it, it, it's it, it's it's just <laughs> such bullshit. It's like we're gonna have the fucking same problems that we would have had if he. Fr- I mean, you know, the only thing we won't have is the 
immediate groundwater pollution, but we're still going to have all the risks of having pipelines through, near our fucking water supplies. I mean, he's just such... Ugh, he's the fucking worst. I really hope... <laughs> I really hope he just gets embarrassed when he runs for president because maybe he'll go away and fucking become a consultant or something, but... Well, since the Democrats have already decided on who they're going to go with. <laughs> I, I still think they're field testing. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about... Uh, we'll yeah. talk a little bit about that, but... I don't think that they actually, I think they keep trying to push people out there who they like, but they don't love because they're going to really mm-hmm. hit us with the big one at the end, whether it's book. Well, yeah, I was kind of wondering that if they were throwing out some, you know, sort of be the, the sacrificial lamb, like to get, you know, shot at at first so that we take whoever it is, you know, later on. <laughs> well, to start, to start the narrative rolling that birdie bros are racist and sex. Well, you know, let's say we'll, we'll talk about it when we talk about the <laughs> yeah. Kamal Harris thing. But uh, yeah, I, oh, I got a lot to say about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh so yeah that 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 was ha- that's on netflix so i really recommend anyone check that out because uh and he's a great filmmaker i mean if you've you know and not seen any of his stuff you know gasland's amazing gasland too um, i can't watch anything true on netflix right now i have so much of politics from every other thing yeah. that i have to watch like i'm watching sense eight i just finished that actually which is really um, I was surprised with that, you know, strong female uh, heroes and, you know, a lot of different gender bending stuff. And I thought the Wachowski brothers have done a really good job with that. So Sisters. Sisters? sisters. Yes. yes, sisters. They're both women right. now. Oh, God. Um, it's okay. It's fine. Um, yeah, no, I actually, I've been really mean to check that out. I just have so many things. I just watched Glow, actually, on Netflix, which was awesome. Did you guys watch that? Not yet, no. Oh, that's really good. It, that's it, the wrestling? Yeah, yeah, It's about, like, it's like a comedy. Allison Breeze in it. Mark Marin is, like, hilarious in it. And it's about, like, like 80s women's wrestling. It's it's really funny. It's 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 super funny. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so, um, I guess let's get right into it. Uh, so, we, we talked a little bit about it last week, but we didn't actually look, I didn't actually look at it. I just thought it was kind of a marketing rollout but the democrats actually released their better deal platform <laughs> quote-unquote platform um their shit deal uh, yeah notice they didn't say good deal <laughs> on nancy pelosi's website actually of all places um so you know I, I highly recommend looking at this yourself because it's 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 you'd be amazed so first of all their platform only has three bullet points um <laughs> which we'll get into in detail and translate what they actually mean. But the real interesting thing about it is that they have this video like accompanying it, which is kind of an explainer and it has all these Democrats in it. You know, who is conspicuously missing from this entire marketing rollout? And and I'm very curious as to why Bernie Sanders is nowhere to be found in this video. (laughs) The most popular politician in the country. Hmm. So, but (laughs) I thought I was like, Oh, these fucking assholes. But, Upon reading the platform, I was like, oh, they asked him, and there's no way he wanted to be involved with this. Like, I I, I, I really genuinely think that after looking at this thing. He's like, look, I, he's <laughs> what he's doing right now, I think he's finally said fuck it. Because between the uh, Iran sanctions vote, where he was the only Democrat who voted no. Because, or, I'm sorry, the, Rus- well, the Russia, Russia sanctions, which yep. also had Iran sanctions, which also Iran now says we violated the Iran nuclear deal, so... Awesome. That's, that's awesome. Uh, they, they probably could just start re-enriching uranium if they wanted to, since we violated the terms. Um, between that, he also was the sole dissenting vote on a uh, 
expansion of the FDA, or there was some FDA bill that he was a lone dissenting vote on, and his reasoning was good. He said, basically, it doesn't, you know, still doesn't address, uh, they still don't address cost controls, and basically, you know, he was the lone principal. So I think he's kind of like at the fuck it stage, because they've clearly shown that they're, no matter how much outreach he's done for them, they're still going to punch him in the face at every chance. Well, there's that, and then there's, you know, Nina Turner delivering their platform, which had, you know, over 100,000 signatures, and, you know, we talked about that, uh, I guess it was last week, her getting barricaded, and mm -hmm. so, you know, his his um, values and his vision is being articulated already through, you know, the movement for a People's Party and Draft Bernie and Democratic Socialists growing in membership, 25,000 uh, card-carrying members now with that. So his vision and our revolution, all of that, um, I think, is building for him what's going to be his third party. Yeah, I, I, I think he's to the point where even if he doesn't go the draft Bernie route, he still might try to run on the Democratic ticket, but he's not going to fucking bend over backwards to, to, you know, get them to join him anymore. He's just going to be like, look, I'm going to win the I'm going to win the presidency and you motherfuckers are going to have to fall in line or I'll just, you know, I'll work to primary you, basically. I, I think he's um, what was I going to say? He well, if he wins. He's going to get blocked by the Democrats and the Republicans. They'll shamelessly you know, block him. There's, I, I, I don't know. I, I really wonder how much they would do that. I, I, I kind of think that there are things they would try to block him on, but there's such a pressure in having your. I mean, look at the Republicans right now. We all said like, oh, they'll stand up to Trump. They, they fucking roll over. I, and the, you know, the Democrats are just as spineless. So I think when it comes to your a member of your party is in office, I think they'll mostly fall in line. Because, and the other thing is he'll have such a big platform, he can, you know, use the bully pulpit to make them fall in line on certain issues if they don't, you know, to bend well, the knee. The I know that triggers fucking neoliberals if we say that, but he can, he'll make them fucking bend the knee if they don't, you know. All the incrementalism that's happening right now, I saw Tammy Baldwin here in Wisconsin just introduce the uh, option for Probably people that are 55, you know, to, to buy into Medicare. You know, these bit by bit things, they're not going to have no argument, basically, when, when Bernie is out there and, you know, um, assuming that he's a front runner, they're going to have no argument as to why not to go further. And so I think they're all going to be exposed at that point and probably half of them will have to switch parties and become the Republicans they really are. Yeah, like, uh, what's his face? The West Virginia governor. Job, yeah. job of the oh. Hut, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, it's nice that they're that, that the establishment Democrats are admitting that they're Republicans now. I wish some more would do it, actually. <laughs> but, um... Uh, so, oh, no, so what I wanted to mention about Bernie is, you know, and for all the people, and, and obviously it's just smears and bullshit because they don't like that he's popular, but... For, for everyone that says that he didn't try with the Democrats, because I, I do think he's at a point where he's, he's done with them, since the 2016 election, he's campaigned for more people than anyone else in the Democratic Party. He's gone out and physically campaigned at rallies for more Democratic candidates than anyone else in the party. So for them to say he's not reaching out, on top of the bullshit unity tour that he gave Tom Perez a platform <laughs> on that he didn't even need to, by the way, did you see that Newsweek article this week that mentioned that and said that Tom Perez gave Bernie a platform even though he wasn't committed to it? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, Tom Perez is selling out all those stadiums of 30,000 people. He's got people just 
lining up for him, you know, getting him on the streets, coming after him. You know, everybody's chasing Tom Perez. Do you think Tom Perez like has dreams where he's, he's like, <laughs> where he's like speaking to a large rally crowd and he's like, well, you know, we put hope on the ballot. We win. And everyone's like, ah. <laughs> well, I will say in all seriousness about Bernie that there is a lot of fear online about, you know, fearing for his life, basically, that people think that there's no fucking way that the Democrats are going to allow him or that not even just the Democrats, but, you know, the powers that be, Somebody, you know, yeah. corporations. Yeah, all of that. Military industrial complex. I mean, of all, you know, the CIA. So, I mean, look what they fucking did to maybe Kennedy, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, that's. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's entirely possible that, that something could happen and suddenly, you know, a, a guy that has, you know, passed every physical with flying colors suddenly has a heart attack. It's, you know, that tends to be their model. So, I mean, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of hope, too. And that's what I cling to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think he'll be all right. I think we'll we'll, we'll form a, a human shield around him if need be. <laughs> <laughs> I take a bullet for Bernie. Oh, me too. Absolutely. <laughs> We're in the leg. I don't know about like in the chest or anything. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll take one <laughs> no in the major leg. Organs. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they're better deals. So yeah, again, it does not feature Bernie at all. So I and I really don't think I, I'm sure they tried to get him on as the face of this, but I'm sure he was like, I'm not fucking signing this milk toast bullshit. <laughs> um, I'll just read you a little bit of the blurb. House Democrats are fighting to make sure that all working people know that somebody has their back. By giving our communities the tools they need to thrive and empowering American families and workers, we will unlock unprecedented economic growth that will lead to better jobs, better wages, and a better future. Um, to unlock that future, Democrats are focusing on three goals. Just three. Um, raise the wages and incomes of American workers and create millions of good-paying uh, good jobs. Uh, our plan for a better deal starts by creating millions of good-paying, full-time jobs by directly investing in our crumbling infrastructure and prioritizing small businesses and entrepreneurs instead of giving tax breaks to special interests. We will uh, aggressively crack down on foreign trade and fight back against corporations that outsource American jobs. I'm sure they'll, they'll, they'll totally, yeah. So uh, where were they for Nissan this week? For all yeah, those exactly. <laughs> Fucking only person there, Bernie Sanders. Where's the, where are the rest of the fucking Democrats? Even the good ones weren't there. There was a story. A Mississippi uh, radio host warned oh workers that they would go back to picking cotton and digging ditches if they unionized. He actually said this on the radio. It's a recording. Yeah, yeah I heard it. I, I, wow. He's fucking... Uh, God. Maniacs. Uh, we will fight to ensure a living wage for all Americans and keep our promises to millions of workers who earn pension, social security, yada, yada, yada. Nothing about actually protecting social security and Medicare. Nothing about how they're going to create jobs. Nothing about a $15 minimum wage. Nothing about... There's a lot of language in there about like entrepreneurship and... 20, well, the, the last point is a 21st century economy, so we'll get to that, but it all sounds like like techno babble bullshit it all sounds like the shit that like john ossoff was saying it was like well i want to you know incentivize entrepreneurs and investment opportunity nothing about and, and and all about you know like trying to lower the cost of colleges and, and you know skilled jobs and things like that there are millions upon millions of people in this country right now who don't have high skilled jobs who just have you know like service jobs which we need to to for for a sustainable economy who don't want to fucking hear this. This doesn't, this says nothing to them. And that's like the entire base of the Democrats. And it's like, 
they're still just is, giving them nothing. This is still a gift to the corporate world. Let's be clear, course, because when yeah. you talk about small business, when you talk about entrepreneurial, you know, efforts, all of that is about giving loans to people that then they pay back to these large corporations. <laughs> they don't give a shit about small businesses. They don't care about mom and pop down the street. Not at all. Small business to them is like Whole Foods. <laughs> like that's, <Right>. their, <laughs> you know. Yeah, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Um, He's a small business owner. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I, I, it just it just rings hollow, and there's no concrete policy proposals or bills or anything that they want to do. Um, so the second point is lower the cost of living for families. We will offer a better deal that will lower the cri- uh, excuse me that will lower the crippling cost of prescription drugs uh, and the cost of a college or technical education that leads to a good job. Uh, we will fight for families uh, struggling with high monthly bills like childcare, credit card fees, and cable bills. This is laughable for the House Democrats and for Nancy Pelosi. We will crack down on monopolies and the concentration of economic power that has led to higher prices for consumers, workers, and small businesses. Uh, and make sure Wall Street never endangers Main Street again. Was so, Nancy Pelosi out there uh, in protesting Whole Foods? You know, Jeff Bezos buying Whole Foods? <laughs> yeah right so, is she protesting any of these big mergers no of course well so funny enough i so there's a little bit of an expansion page from that section um specifically the better de- uh, better deal plan will and by the way they say it will do these things there's no legislation attached to this this is like well that was going to be my point yeah there, this has zero teeth there's no teeth to there's this no teeth there's to this no whatsoever. actual commitment this is just a lot of words and more bullshit and it's mostly fucking lies because they just have no intention of doing any of this. Uh, I mean, a, if they want to help small businesses, they should give everybody government health care. They should give everybody health, single payer because then the jobs wouldn't have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Right. So specifically, the better deal plan will prevent big mergers that would harm consumers, workers and competition. Hmm, maybe like Amazon buying everything in existence that you haven't stopped. Where was the last big merger that they blocked? Yeah. Or even <laughs> raised a voice about. I mean, like... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about him buying Zappos? That was worse than him buying Whole Foods. Well, yeah, he, that, what he did. He, Zappos was a main competitor to Amazon, like a direct competitor. Now he owns it. I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop with Amazon because they've their business model is just to undercut everyone until they go out of business. Yep. Eventually, it's going to get to the point where they're going to jack all their prices up because they're going to have put everyone else out of business. I mean, they're getting to that point, really. Soon. They can do it because they don't have a cash flow problem right now. Yeah. And so they can just wait out all the smaller businesses. Yeah, and but they not will even eventually. small businesses. Just, yeah. Yeah, but Ladonna, think about this. He will eventually because he bought Whole Foods that is apparently financially struggling, number one. Number two, he's undercutting everybody, so he's not making high profit margins. I mean, I just looked at what products my company is selling Amazon. They're making no margin on those products. And then number three, he's competing with people like Walmart. It's it's not gonna. He his plan is gonna. It's gonna bubble. This is a bubble. He's, in my a, he's a paper. He's a paper. Yeah, like I, he's the richest guy in the world. But he's all, he's the richest guy in the world on paper. I mean, there's not a lot of liquidity. I think to his assets. Yeah, I don't know what their cash on hand is. That's a good question after all the stuff they bought recently. I mean, it's it's yep. fucking absurd. But um, so yeah. And so, they're going to mismanage it because he doesn't understand these industries that he's stepping into now. No, he's just throwing <laughs> fucking money, whatever, whatever passes what by. What the hell does he know about the food market? This is a brand new market for him. And he's competing against people who have been doing this for, you know, even hundreds of years, some of these companies. Sure. Yeah. Well, the theory is that the product itself doesn't matter. It's the model of business that they're pursuing. So. LOL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so uh, also re- uh, the, in the Better Deal plan, it will require regulators to review mergers after completion to ensure that they continue to promote competition. That little provision <laughs> right after that first one means we're going to let them through, but we're going to make sure we review them. That was it, like they can't even stop from undercutting them, themselves in their own fucking plan. It's unbelievable. And the third thing is create a 21st century trust buster to stop abusive corporate conduct and the exploitation of market power where it already exists. This is just such bullshit. They don't have a plan or legislation or the political will to do any of that. I mean, they're not doing anything about the high housing costs. You know, millennials cannot literally cannot buy houses to start a family. No, and it's a huge doing nothing about that. It's a huge problem. Like, yeah, like you just said. And then not only that, the, the healthcare thing, they're not helping small businesses by paying for the healthcare. I mean, they're really not helping mom and pop with this plan. Yeah. And the, and the other thing is the third thing, the third plank of this is uh, build an economy that gives working Americans the tools to succeed in the 21st century, which is the real, <laughs> that's the real heart of what they're actually talking about. Uh, what, is Nancy Pelosi going to teach computer classes? <laughs> Uh, Americans deserve the chance to get skills, the, to get the skills, tools, and knowledge to find a good-paying job or to move up in their career and earn a better living. We will commit to a better deal that provides new tax incentives to employers. <laughs> there I, I, you go. There's the uh, corporate giveaway. It's not free college. That, it's not, you know, lowering the interest rates it's not on fucking student loans. care for everybody. Um, <laughs> So uh, we will commit to a better deal that provides new tax incentives to employers that invest in workforce training and education and make sure the rules of the economy support companies, make sure the, uh, make sure the rules of the economy support companies that focus, on, I know, <laughs> that focus on long-term growth rather than short-term profits. So we're going to give a lot of money to the really profitable corporations um, we will make it a national priority to bring high-speed internet to every corner. This is fucking Andrew Cuomo to a T. The subways are fucking crumbling and, and blowing up right now, basically. Horrible. And I sit on the subway every day. It's horrible. Yeah. And the it's Hyperloop like, is going to be faster than the subway. Well, so, yeah. <laughs> It'll be faster to get to D.C. than to get across New York. It will be. Um, That's because they're going to take it. Because they want it. Yeah. yeah. The so, politicians. So the, the subway is crumbling right now, and Andrew Cuomo's answer, rather than fixing them, was putting Wi-Fi everywhere. That's what this is. That's a, we're not going to fix well, anything. And, Anthony, they're going to remove seats in some of the subway cars. <laughs> That's another way to fix it, okay? Just cram five more people in there. I mean, on a weekly basis, I get stuck underground over signal problems, as they say, which is like, you know, the subways can't, the, the trains are waiting because the signal's still red, even though it should be green. And... They refuse to repair the signals. So they're, they they finally said, okay, we're going to repair them. But they're, none of the repairs are going to start until after 2018. It's like, guys, we're going to have a whole half a year of signal problems every week? I mean, how many millions of people commute on the subway to work? We're talking about millions of people. We're not talking Hashtag about a few everyone stands. <laughs> you know, I, I really hope Andrew Cuomo runs for president because it would be so hilarious to see him lose New York in a primary <laughs> to Bernie Sanders. <laughs> because New Yorkers fucking know what he's like. And Democrats in New York know he's just garbage. I mean, just absolutely. You don't garbage. think he'll cheat? You he, don't think he'll pull what uh, Hillary pulled here he, in New York? He will, but I still think he'll lose. I, I still think I still think he'll lose, even with a closed primary and with the bullshit voter purging that that you know the Hillary people carried out in Brooklyn and all over. Like, 
I still think he'll fucking lose because people hate him. Like they, <laughs> Democrats, Republicans, they all know that he's horrible. Um, so we're, uh, we will make it a national priority to bring high-speed internet to every corner of America and offer apprenticeships to millions of new workers. We will encourage innovation, invest in advanced research, and ensure startups and small businesses can compete and prosper. This is their fucking new deal. This is John Ossoff's fucking platform to a T. How much money can we give to fucking... How, can we, we're, let's make the new Silicon Valley of the Northeast, just like he wanted to make the Silicon Valley of the South and the Silicon Valley of... Uh, what, are, what are they calling Wisconsin now? They're, they, didn't they have some like stupid new name for it because of the Foxconn thing? I don't know. I mean, they're trying. That's an old talking point. It was They've like Wisconsin Valley or something. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I, I fucking these people are loathsome. I swear to God, that all this is is just a way for them to pretend like they're giving you an economic uh, justice platform, and all this is is a fucking subtle way to. They can't even lie. They like this is non-binding. They could lie in this. They could say that they support right. things like like breaking up the big. Nothing in here about breaking up the big banks. Nothing in here about re-regulating Wall Street and reinstituting Glass Steagall. Nothing in here about health care, fifteen dollar minimum wage, an actual infrastructure program. Well, Anthony, they're gonna get us a better wage. Yeah, okay. better. Yeah, twelve dollars an hour, like Hillary Clinton. <laughs> It'll be great. What, are they gonna come into my job and 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 renegotiate with my boss? They're going to tell your boss to cut it out when, when your contract renegotiation comes up. You know I how they can... They... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, all they, all they have to do is pay for health care so my boss doesn't have to. <laughs> I just hope they think about this when Trump wins again with as, as poor, you know, as, as low of, uh, favorability ratings as he has in this country. When he wins again, it'll win be again. because at least he fucking tells somewhat of you know the truth i mean uh, actually i can't say that anymore <laughs> but at least he's not the democrats <laughs> yeah no I, I, honestly he's gonna win again he's gonna fucking win again if they run his on base this doesn't care if he lies his, his base is not the type of people who care about lies that, he, that's not he, their problem and he doesn't lie to them they about just like the, the... they don't like the brown people that's their that's their cause and he doesn't it's lie to them so about that betrayal. part. No, he's like, I hate the brown people too. <laughs> There's so much betrayal that people feel from the Democrats, and I think that's it. That that as much as Trump is unpopular, the anger is so strong against the Dems that yeah, if they don't go with Bernie, yeah, I'm not again. voting for this again. I'm not fucking voting for this again. <laughs> I voted for Bernie in the primary, and I, under a lot of like peer pressure, I voted for Hillary in the general, and I regret doing that. I will never fucking vote for another corporate Democrat again. I swear Anthony, to God. Anthony, my husband is still getting harassed on Facebook by all these neoliberal assholes about Trump winning the election, saying this is your fault because he voted for Jill Stein. <laughs> he voted <laughs> in New that. York. In New York. He voted in New York. Which you in New York by like 10 million votes? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it was like the least, it was the lowest risk vote uh, for Jill Stein in the whole country. Like that in California. Guys, it's it's just unreal. It's unbelievable. And even if it was in fucking Ohio or Pennsylvania, nobody has a right to someone's vote. You need to fucking it's earn insane. our votes. Like you need to earn our votes. You don't. You're not fucking. Obli we're not obligated to vote for you because you're the less shitty of two candidates. Like I don't know how many. No, apparently, ways we have to say nobody this. else is allowed to run. According to these people, nobody else is allowed to run oh. for office. Uh, uh, look, how, about, how about that? I agree with that. And now. Considering that, the most popular politician in the world is a Democrat, Bernie Sanders, so I guess nobody else is allowed to run against him in 2020. 
Let's That's what I'm saying he should do. I think he should get in early, and then he should triple down on their bullshit. He should. He should just repeat everything that they said to him during the primary. Nobody's allowed to run. You already got your guy, and you need to join me on single payer. <laughs> Oh my God! So yeah, that's 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 their better deal. Uh, real 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 exciting stuff as usual from from Nancy and uh, yep. Chucky. Um, what else is going on? Oh, the Democrats. Uh, you know, we're talking about different strategies and different things that they should adopt policy wise. Um, apparently, they took away from that. Uh, they should move right on abortion. I guess that's that's oh. the other new thing. <laughs> And this one is so funny for me because, you know, a former GOP, that was one of the main issues that kept me, you know, uh, on the right. I was, you know, more um, uh, pro-life, you know, at one time. And so now they're erasing that. And I, I know the thought is to, to try to get people like me, you know, that, that used to think that way and that still do trying to get those votes. But they're just they couldn't be more wrong. And what are they what do they stand for as a party anymore? The only exactly. Thing- the only things like neoliberals that they could cling to because they don't stand for anything leftward resembling on economic issues or on war anymore. They're fucking just as hawkish as, as John McCain. Um, the only thing they used to stand on are they're pretty good on gay rights, even though it took them a long time to come around and they're, they were good on abortion. And now <laughs> it's like those are Hillary's only good things. It's like, I trusted Hillary on one issue and that was women's rights because <laughs> She was literally paid to care. Her number sec, her number two donor was called Emily's List, which is yep. a major supporter of Planned Parenthood. It's a woman's group that you know cares about abortion rights, and that was her number two donor. Obviously, she's going to do it because she's literally paid to do it. You know, so I, where is? And by the way, where is Hillary? Where is Hillary right now coming out like saying, "No, we can't do this." No, where is she? All her surrogates are busy wagging their finger at us for talking about somebody's record instead of, you know... You're being a purist, Anthony. Yeah, really. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm saving that for a wants, little... You, don't want, you care about issues, so therefore you're a purist. <laughs> I'm saving that for a little bit later, but um, we'll, 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 get to, we'll get to that, because I... Yeah. I mean, I don't know anybody just... who's pro-life here. I mean, here in New York, the only people I know who are pro-life are older. And I, it seems to be the, the yes. case. Like, millennials tend to be pro-choice, if I understand correctly. Well, abortions are so down if you look at the numbers. And, you know, this was part of my decision-making process. We have so many other, you know, options, not just more available birth control, but, you know, the the morning after pill, there's Mm -hmm. other resources. So abortions are so down. A lot more education. Yeah. Yeah. It's really not as much of an issue to vote on anymore. And, you know, when you look at the Republicans, you can't really call them pro-life anymore when they're talking about taking health care away from 23 million Americans. No, but you know what honestly gets me is the people who are trying to cut, you know, cut away at the abortion laws because, you know, you guys know I'm pregnant right now. I'm 27 weeks pregnant, which is the end. I'm getting to the last trimester. And, you know, when they cut these these they make these laws about the late term abortions it makes me so upset because i'm thinking to myself i'm like anybody who made it 26 weeks 24 weeks they wanted the baby they're getting the abortion because they have they they have something wrong with them or or it's a health risk i mean either that yeah you make it this far you wanted this baby Either that or there's situations where maybe it was a, a teenager that was pregnant and didn't tell anyone, some kind of incest situation. I mean, right. yeah, when you're that late, uh, late term, there's clearly a problem. There's a problem. Exactly. Exactly. And it's a, probably a very hard choice at that point. 
And did you guys hear about the 12 year old who, who got pregnant? Oh it was God, um, yeah. raped by a family member. It was incest. Jesus. It's um, in Alabama. The poor 12 year old girl got raped and public officials are coming out and saying she's only 12 years old. She doesn't know she's going to be murdering a fetus if they get an abortion. Like oh they're trying to God. stop her oh from getting God. an abortion. I, 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 and I'm just saying to them, I'm like, who is going to take care of the baby? You're saying that she's not even good and like a good enough decision maker to make this choice. And then how can she possibly raise a child? That child will go right into custody. They'll take it right away. I mean, that's Jesus Christ. No, this should not be happening. Uh, But her parents are, in my opinion, shitty because they should should have taken her out of the state, probably to Florida, because I think you get it done in Florida, and just gotten gotten her an abortion. They should have just gotten it and kept that shit quiet. I, I, I mean, yeah. apparently, I think the police are involved because it was incest. Oh my God. These are all just tragic situations, difficult decisions. And, and like I said, I've evolved, you know, in my position on this. I think, you know, having a baby myself and, um, you know, understanding the different things that can happen and go wrong and all of that. I just feel like I can't I can't judge anybody else for that anymore. No, you can't. Um, you really you can't. It's it's so personal. And I just don't think it's a choice the government should make. No. I mean, and it's all these people who hate, quote unquote, big government, you know, that <laughs> yeah, always well. are, are pro, pro-life. It's hysterical. But my thought is, is that the younger generation is very pro-choice. So I don't know whose vote are they trying to get? People that are, you know, on their way into the grave, like all these old people? I well, mean, it's well, you insane. Know, Adrian, and you know, vote. for every for every Democrat True. we lose in the city, we'll pick up two moderate Republicans in the suburbs. Uh-huh. And you can repeat <laughs> oh, that, that in Pennsylvania. Oh, really well for Chucky Schumer, <laughs> didn't it now? They're still doing that. They're still doing that. They they fucking are they're fucking wiped out, and they're still doing that. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. People who will go with the corporate flow. That's why they're they're going for them. Yeah, they they don't they they know it's not a winning strategy. They're just like shit. What are we gonna do? We got to do something. No, fuck these millennials. We can't be getting their votes. But fuck them. This is clearly self-preservation on the part of the party. This is them wanting to keep their gravy train going as long as they can, and it doesn't matter if they win or lose. They yeah. want to keep their first-class ticket on the, the Titanic. <laughs> so, well, they know certain states, certain areas are going to stay blue no matter what. Other ones, you know, don't have as much of a chance, and so they don't give a shit. Yeah, if they, they their, screw around on social issues, they're going to lose places like New York, though. People care about social issues here. We'll yeah. They, they can't fuck around. Yeah. No, the fact I mean, is that they don't have another choice, though. I mean, well, you know, it's Democrat well, or what. But all the local senators who are Republicans on Long Island that I've met with are all pro-choice. Yeah. Because it's literally political suicide to run on a pro-life ticket here. So I don't know what the hell these Democrats are thinking. They're screwing over their own base, basically. Yeah. Imagine that if the Republican Party becomes the pro-choice party in the Dems. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's too many Jesus freaks in it. That's true. But religion, that's the other thing. Religion is declining so much these days that, and I think they're lying about the statistics. I think it's even like more, they're more atheists than they, they, they say yeah, they are. I don't know that um, they're lying. I, I think some people are reluctant to identify themselves. I think if you really like ask people like one-on-one, I, it's gotta be at least 30, 40% of the country. I mean, it's, it's, it's something like 20% in the surveys who are non-religious. Yeah. I think it's closer to 30, 40% if you really like. If not atheist, definitely agnostic. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah non-religious. Like, yeah, I, I, I would say for sure. Yeah, it's, especially it's, amongst millennials, it's probably fifty percent. I mean, and no, it really is. I mean, it, it's so rare when I meet a, a, you know, a religious millennial. Yeah, I, I mean, I can count. Uh, on, they're 
like one hand the number of people around my age that are religious like i I way more like like 80 percent of my friends are probably atheists or secular or some kind of i mean that is growing up in new york though you know what i mean like i feel like we're in a bubble in that in that respect (laughs) i'm like pro-choice and religion like we're really in a bubble over here in new york (laughs) but um in one generation it changed i mean my mother was staunchly catholic and everybody had to be baptized and all of that and she tried to pressure us and you know most of us didn't do that and you know aren't worried about our kids being cursed because that didn't happen so just one generation <laughs> that changed yeah oh none of my none of I'm my family members are even going to think about talking shit. to oh no they're not even going to try that on me well my parents <laughs> stopped in the middle of their kids they're really funny they have five kids <laughs> two like, of them <laughs> Yeah, two of them, me and my older brother, because we're the two oldest. We had to do all that crap. The other ones, nope, fuck it, bro. We're done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was me. I got in a fight with a nun in third grade over purgatory, and I was out. I was done. (laughs) I was done, too. I I fought with them, too. I I wasn't into it. Unless if it's not reinforced at home, it sounds like Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Well, I just want to tell you guys. Hocus Pocus, either way. yeah. Yeah, right? Exactly. Um, on the subway the other morning, some guy comes on and he was hardcore rapping. And um, I, I listened to it for a second and it was it was apparently and he actually self-described rap gospel. And this was his his subway ministry. And he yeah. was asking for it. He's like, I'm not homeless. I'm just asking for donations to continue on the subway ministry. I was like, You're That's awesome. <laughs> That's He's hilarious. like, let me know if you're interested in rap gospel music and every nobody said a word. Is that a career choice, rap gospel subway artist? Yeah, I was not offered this in high school. There's there was no crazy aspect shit that, that happens on the subway. Did you oh, guys? Like, did you see that that Twitter story? Uh, I think it was yesterday about how these guys like did an impromptu royal rumble on the subway. <laughs> No. They, all, they all dressed up as wrestlers and like did like a like a battle royal on a subway car and they were like filming it. And of course, New Yorkers, as usual, just totally oblivious. Like, eh, whatever. Them. Yeah, they just got completely ignored. Yep. <laughs> it's fucking yep. unbelievable. I, I really would love to do a show where you test the bounds of what you could do in front of New Yorkers on a subway car without them reacting. That's like, what Tom Beckwith does. Like if you could fake shoot somebody in the head and see if they'd react, like you know, like would anything you turn heads in New York. I'm not sure. <laughs> that would no the shooting would. Yeah, the shooting would. Definitely. But like, I-, I wonder because short of that. Short of that, though, I really wonder. Short of violence, I wonder what absurdity you could do and like actually get a reaction out of people. Oh, you so- could do all sorts of weird stuff. Now, now the other day we we had smelt like gas on the train, like gasoline, oh, and that kind of got people a little like. What's going on around here? You know, a few people started talking, but plenty of people just didn't at, react. So I, was like, I think you need to pitch so- this idea. You need to pitch this I think Anthony. this is a great idea. I think this would be a great series. Look up Improv any, Anywhere on uh, YouTube, and you'll see, like, they some of the stuff, stuff like they do. Oh, yeah, they do all sorts of crazy stuff. The cast of The Lion King, you know the show The Lion King on Broadway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cast of Lion King, and they're all incredible singers. They went on the subway and started singing the circle of life like they came in through <laughs> different doors and they all started singing it and it sounded incredible oh God, so cool. was, <laughs> and that was amazing they just did it like an impromptu and it was like the real cast of the lion king that's why it sounded amazing that's super wow. cool. and um and plenty of people didn't react but i saw one thing where um somebody threw their best friend a sweet 16 birthday party on the subway and you people did get involved. I mean, the girl had to go up to people and be like, will you get involved? Will you, you know, 
But that was kind of cool. That's fun. There was something on uh, Facebook about uh, <laughs> different ideas or strange things you can do. And one of them was blast by the tiger and run up a, or drive up against, you know, by people that are jogging, you know. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> I was like, that would be the best day ever. I would do that all day. That's super funny. Let's start a company where we just like, <laughs> do annoying things to people on the subway. So, um, yeah, so the Democrats. So the Democrats suck on, on abortion, yeah. just like they suck on everything else. Um, what else has happened? Oh, so uh, Nancy Pelosi said, well, I, I don't know what she was trying to say, but it sounded like she said that the winning the midterms are so unimportant. Did you see this clip of her on, on uh, Chris, what, what's his face? Chris yeah, Wallace? Yeah. It's it's exactly what we've been saying. They don't give a fuck. And now they're they're so bold as to say they don't give a fuck. I don't know what she was trying to say. I'm not So what he asked her was, what are the chances Democrats win back the House yes. in 2018? And if so, will you run for speaker? That's uh, so unimportant. What is important is that we have the lively debate on a better deal, better pay, better, uh, better jobs and a better future. And that's what we look forward to having. And we have unity in our party. You saw it with the fight on the Affordable Care Act in the House and in right. the Senate. We're very proud of uh, the fact that our party has diverse thinking in it. We can accommodate that. Leader Pelosi, thank you. Thanks for coming in. Please come back. Thank you, my pleasure, Chris. Nice to be with you. And thank you for being a guardian of our democracy, the press. Well, thank you for that. Thank you. She's a bad fucking communicator. She's the speaker of the minority, you know, party in the house, and she's fucking. She can't string words together. I mean, you, no, she's mentally decompensating. No, it's, she it's really very is. obvious. She's like too old for this job now. I hate to sound ageist here. Her oh, and is, McCain. But, there's a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, McCain has fucking brain cancer. His brain's not right, and he's still taking that job. It's insane. Yeah, that's why he it's thought he was selfish. fucking reenacting Gladiator when he was in the Senate that day. <laughs> he might have actually thought he was, uh, you know, Claudius or whatever the fuck the uh, emperor. <laughs> like, what's my motivation here? They're telling him before he goes no. on set. <laughs> he can't. He can't let a younger um, person get the job. You know what I mean? He's gotta. He's gotta yeah, hold out the, the right age fucking... of eighty. When you're eighty, that's when all your, your serious health problems start coming in. You know, cancer's very common in that age group. Yeah. And it's it's gonna get he's gonna deal with more and more cancer now. It's it's my grandmother went through this too in her eighties. I mean she's ninety two now. It's just the constant cancer upkeep now. He's he's gonna it's time to retire and take care of his health. Yeah. For his and, last few years. And Pelosi you know? too. But I don't care how old Bernie gets, I'll still vote for him. Oh no, and he's a <laughs> Well good he doesn't health. have these health problems. For now, I mean, I'll vote for his skeleton before oh, I vote too. for uh, anyone else. <laughs> what does Jenko always say? He said, Bernie at 79, Bernie at 109, basically. <laughs> anyone but Trump. Well, not anyone but Trump. Any Bernie but Trump. Uh, definitely not <laughs> Any anyone <Bernie> but Trump. <laughs> I'm going to vote for his grave. <laughs> yeah, Bernie Madoff 2020, you know, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> no, so, yeah, she's just fucking horrible. And, and like, I. And oh, and then at the end, by the and I'm gonna drop in the audio from that little segment just for people to hear. Yeah. But she she also at the end she goes to Chris, to Chris Wallace of Fox News. She goes, oh, and you know, thank you for what you guys do, you journalists. You know, really holding people in power accountable. She did this what? to fucking Chris Wallace of Fox News. Good job, Nancy. I, I, she's just a buffoon of all buffoons. And, and Anthony, she's the resistance. Okay, she is the resistance. <laughs> that's, that's her resistance. <laughs> And the pro Trump channel. She's she's hurting the party. She's even hurting centrists in the party. 
they're, yep. she's being used. they're using her for fundraising the republicans are they of just course. throw her name out and everyone's like here have money please because she's fucking i don't blame hard. them she has a 20 something percent approval rating last time they polled it i mean nobody likes her in the party out of the party i mean she's horrible and like she just this, won't step aside this is the kind of shit that really makes me doubt you know that our elections have any integrity at all and that yeah. there's you know anything actually real going on when you see people like her you know, getting in there again and again and again, incumbents, you know, with really low approval ratings and people just go, oh, I recognize that name. I'll vote for you. Really? You go to all the trouble and voting is a pain in the ass. You go to all the trouble of you know, figuring out where your polling place is and going in and going through all the ID checks, depending on your state and all the other stuff, just to, to check a box. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's by design that it's, you know, that it, both parties have done it. I mean, Republicans more so, but both parties have participated in making it there's no reason it should not be a, a national holiday voting. I mean, yep. it's unbelievable yeah. that we still are voting on a fucking Tuesday because some farmers in the fucking 1800s, you know, need whatever reason that we have it on a Tuesday. And it's just, yeah. I mean, and the reason she wins is because she's never really had a strong primary challenger. Um, right. Also, she probably but, lives in, she probably is in an affluent district, is what I think. She's too. in an affluent district, but people I. People that would likely vote Republican vote for her because she's not that lefty and uh she's cool with all the wealthy people she's yeah, friends you know with them it's san francisco's, san francisco's interesting i i think jaffe's gonna surprise a lot of people in the primaries because god i hope so i, I think I don't everyone's have sick of san her. francisco anthony because you yeah. you literally can't live in that district unless you're wealthy now it's That's, true they're fucking gentrification more expensive than new york it's unbelievable there it, yeah. it makes the housing costs in the housing costs in new york look cheap you know, it's I unbelievable. I don't know her specific district breakdown, but if it does include any poorer sections of that, I, and I know San Francisco is like the richest, but there are, you know, sections. So, I mean, if it does include any kind of, like, people know who she is. Like, I, unless you're, there are only so many Silicon Valley executives that could vote for her. Like, real <laughs> average Joe people, even the ones struggling to live in San Francisco, don't want more the maybe same. they buy the whole thing about you know all the democrats want to do is tax you and so they feel like you know they they get a better deal i don't know we'll better see what deal. happens <laughs> i mean yeah we're gonna get a better deal that's for sure oh my god trump again so it's gonna be a real good deal so the one big uh thing going on this week is um they're already starting with the smears of the Bernie supporters. Uh, we talked a little bit they about... They haven't stopped? <laughs> yeah, well, no, they, they haven't, but they've fucking really gone into overdrive trying to steer the narrative, um, you know. Uh, so we talked a little bit last week about Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, whatever, um, about how she was meeting with the, you know, Hillary's donors in the Hamptons and how she's clearly fucking uh, the choice for now for the for the establishment well, it's already happening. All the think pieces are being written in Daily Coast and all these fucking shit, you know, quote-unquote liberal websites and blogs about how the Bernie supporters are all racist and sexist, and that's why we hate the fucking prison labor-loving, you know, trans uh, reassignment surgery denying, uh, not prosecuting any bankers. Steve Mnuchin supporting. Yeah. Fucking Kamala Harris. So... Um, <laughs> yeah, it's because we hate women. That's why we voted for Jill Stein. Yeah, women. <laughs> and that's that was why, extremely misogynistic. That's why every me. fucking like leader of the progressive movement, other than Bernie, is either a woman or a person of color. I mean, you know, Nina Turner, Tulsi Gabbard, 
uh, Keith Ellison, Ben Jealous. I mean, every single one of them is is not a straight white dude, except for Bernie Sanders. Like he's the only one. And, and but they still cling to this, like because like that's the only one we. Simply, they have nothing else, Anthony. They have you know what I mean? Else. They have to take the low ground. They've got all they do is just you know slander, basically, because they can't win on ideas. Some people are buying it, though. I mean, I you know I try to get the pulse online, and there are people definitely continuing to push that narrative. It's a lot of like the people that I know. I'm not talking about like the writers. I'm talking about like the actual you know regular people that I know, friends and that that the people that attack my husband online. And yeah. these are people he's worked with and stuff, colleagues. He meets a lot of people because he does trade shows and stuff. And it's a lot of just white guys doing this to him. Of course. Mm-hmm. And white women. And a lot of affluent white women are, are also, I find on Twitter at least. And when he brings up race, they start going, oh, yeah, it's always going to come down to, to identity politics. He's like, you don't understand. I get stopped and frisks on the street. I deal with these things. I got arrested for bullshit. You guys don't get this. You don't get pulled over for nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. So they're already starting with that bullshit. And it's just fucking, it's crazy. And just today I saw something about how uh, some other fucking hack from Hillary's campaign was saying, I'm going on AM Joy tomorrow on MSNBC to talk about <laughs> the the, regre- the alt-left and their, their racist, sexist smearing of Kamala Harris and Cory Booker. <laughs> they're fucking starting this already. They're, 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 I, I can't. I can't. How come Barack Obama? How come Barack Obama, when he was running, didn't have this problem? Yeah, I know. Well, no, they. Well, no, they had the the Obama boys. They used to call them the people that that didn't want to vote for Hillary for she because she was a woman. They're shameless. They have no fucking substance. So they just find whatever. I would love for them to run Andrew Cuomo because they would have literally no leg to stand on. They would just be like, "You're." Uh, uh, they they would have nothing. You're they racist. Uh, sexist. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah. One one yeah one white male against another white male. I would. I, they'll say we're anti-Catholic or whatever the fuck Cuomo is. <laughs> I hate men. Maybe they'll come out and be like, "You hate men." <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I know exactly. That's why we're all supporting Bernie Sanders. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> so it's the... just such it's such nonsense when they do us on the left. You know, the party that supports gay rights and transgendered rights. Yeah. Yeah, we're all sexist. We're all a bunch of sexist over here. Yeah. Well, you know, on the right, then we have like our rep here in Wisconsin, Glenn Grothman, who says that there's a war on white men. So, you know, we really need to <laughs> work on and, and protect um, those guys. So, you know, and th- th- this is somewhat related, but so the big thing with, and Kamala Harris has been the subject of, of a lot of memeing. And uh, Adrian, are you aware of, of, of corn, like this corn thing that's happening on Twitter right now? No, like, I don't know anything coffee? about corn. So bizarre. It's the weirdest fucking. I I love like weird left Twitter. It's like my favorite thing in the world. (laughs) Basically, basically, I I don't know exactly where it started, but I think it started with some. uh, Wait, so okay. There's there's an explainer here from uh, at Blue Purple Rain. Uh, She's really (laughs) really good tweeter. She uh, she reposted. She reposted basically an explainer of what corn cobbing is, and I'll explain to you why it's funny because of what, how the establishment is reacting to it, and how Neera Tandon reacted to it the other day. Um, don't mind me, folks. Just doing a thread in thread about the significance of corn cobbing here, and, and everyone's mentions. For the weird left, corn cobbing is a silly in joke while also being an, entor- an important shibboleth, an apt totem of the weird left uh, raison d'être. 
It's right. I don't know. Raison d'etre. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a fun part of being weird left is making online uncomfortable for the complacent pundit and the centrist cable news fan alike. Uh, it is a culture of dunking, not merely for the dunk, uh, the uncomfortable question, the obvious answer, the unapologetic insult, uh, but also the reaction, the beloved corncob meltdown, causing one to uh, be both mad online and obsessed with proving otherwise. Last week, uh, Chelsea Manning uh, did it with two emojis. So the corncob is now a symbol and a message. It says, you suck it online, you don't belong here, and your trash ideas will receive no mercy. So <laughs> you don't know how to internet basically. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's always directed at, you know, centrist morons. And there is a, uh, f- I, it's, I think it's based on a funny tweet from, uh, at drill D R I L. He's just like this weird, like random shit poster who like, but he said like, uh, he, he had a tweet like that was basically like, I'm not bought. I'm not bought. Uh, the politician said as they slowly shrink into a, into a shriveled corn cob or something like that. <laughs> So that was the that was the origin of it, and it just kind of took on a life of its own. And people were creating memes with like people's like eyebrows replaced with corn cob. It was just the funniest, stupid fucking thing. So somebody made one of these of of Kamala Harris, where it was like her as like in front of like this corn stalk, and it was like all these things about how she supports prison labor and all these other things. And Neera Tandon <laughs> like saw this and was like, I, I, I why is Bernie Sanders not denounced? His supporters using these homophobic memes. By the way, because it's corn and it's phallic shaped, they think it's it's homophobic. I, I so did not think phallic when I saw corn. I mean, I, it it's took not me a while. What like, it what means? It's, it's, it's just so stupid. There's so, Peter Dow, the same thing. He talked about how it's homophobic and how it's a, <laughs> we we all know what you guys are talking about. Like, <laughs> they're just. They're the ones with their minds in the gutter. This is totally a reaction. Urban Dictionary has a totally different uh, definition of corn cobbing. (laughs) Well, I think that's, but that wasn't what the initial, you know, what initially was supposed to be. Uh, I think so that's where that came from, that they were all like, oh, well, this is what that means, you know. Um... (laughs) I just looked up uh, what Urban, I'm not going to read it out loud, but yeah, go go ahead and look it up. (laughs) Don't look, don't read that out loud. It's pretty horrible. So, but that's from six years ago. That's not the, uh, the actual death, but that's not the, the way it's being used. In, in... It's not the origin of the meme. If you, if you, you know, go back in time and you trace it all back, it goes back to that original tweet, not this urban dictionary shit. So it's like, they don't even know what they're talking about. And, and actually them mentioning it is, like corn cobbing themselves all over By again. By the way, there's actually like seven different meanings on Urban Dictionary and they're all just as horrible as ever. <laughs> yeah, they're like each is worse than the last. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that, that was hilarious to me that, because they melted down about that on Twitter and it just, you know, <laughs> further proves the point that they're just horrible and have no substance whatsoever. Um so yeah, Kamala Harris, we're all a bunch of sexist and racist because we don't like her and the fact that she, that her office while she was attorney general said that uh, they could not release more prisoners because it would de- deprive the prisons of a valuable uh, labor force. That was that was yeah. great. Um, just all about prison labor, aka slavery, just like uh, Hillary was. Um, what else did she do? She denied uh, gender reassignment surgery for a trans inmate. Uh, because she said that the, 
I forget her exact justification. It was real shitty. <laughs> Basically, like, what we gave them was enough. Um, she didn't prosecute Steve Mnuchin when she was AG, when he was the uh, CEO of One West Bank. And her her office found thousands of cases of fraud. And they said, look, we should really pursue this. And she, for whatever reason, nobody knows, said uh, chose not to pursue it. Uh and later on, she got a campaign donation from Steve Mnuchin. So, I, you know, I'm sure those two are unrelated, but, you know. And well, this off. is because none of the AGs and, you know, none of the U.S. attorneys pursued it. They felt like they were outlawed. So, you know, I, I mean, I get the criticism, and I think that's the biggest one. That's the one that seems to stick online that, you know, whenever her name is mentioned, that's the first thing that comes up. I don't think she's going to get around that. I don't yeah, but you know what, LaDonna, if they were out lawyered, they could have just done the lawsuit anyway and lost, but at least they tried. And and yeah, and I... She could have returned that donation also. You're allowed to return they, donations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she should have returned I mean, that donation. They bent over Obama. And yeah. not only that, they were foreclosing on people's houses illegally. I mean, this is horrible. Well, that was their fraud. That was the fraud that they found a lot of. Uh, of the, I mean, they foreclosed on a grandmother because she owed like twenty-seven cents or something like. Yep. I mean, you know, just they're they're. And that was the business model. That was not. You know, I worked in that industry. That was exactly what they were doing. They knew what they were doing, oh, and. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, but they they bent Obama over. They told him he was early in his presidency, and all of those financial companies said, "You're going to break the entire world economy if you don't bail us out and do this." And I think it weighed heavily on him. And unfortunately, then he was compromised ever well, since. Well, he also that. he also had maniacs like Rahm Emanuel around him who totally are bought and sold by those financial interests who He's were horrible. advising him that that that's true, even though it's not fucking right. true. He should have just said. Fuck you guys. You broke the economy. I'm not going to break the economy. You already broke the economy and you have right. to pay a price for it if we're going to ever fix this going forward. Because now they don't, you know, there's no lesson there for them. They, they're doing the same shit again and we are approaching another bubble. Yeah. And, you know, funnily enough, when you don't prosecute uh, criminals, they tend to commit crimes again. That's the whole point of a justice system <laughs> and, you know, punishment and, you know. You're kidding. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's weird how that works. Um, uh, so what else? Oh, so the uh, Russia sanctions bill got signed uh, after, you know, it was unanimously, almost unanimously voted on in the House and Senate. Uh, I think like something like three Republicans in the House uh, voted no on it. And two senators voted no on it, Bernie Sanders and Rand Paul. And we talked about it briefly last week, but I wanted to get into it a little bit more. Um, the reason Bernie, you know, and Rand Paul's a non-interventionist, and I think he generally is against most sanctioned uh, things things of that nature because he doesn't want to escalate with other nuclear powers. I know, crazy idea. Um, <laughs> but Bernie... The one thing I respect about him, he really does stick to that. No, I, yeah. I, I, I genuinely have a lot of respect for him on that. He's not bought by that industry. He's probably bought by other industries, but that's... You oh, know. yeah. Because <laughs> um, he's shitty on healthcare. Yeah, and he's, uh, I'm pretty sure he's, he's a big charter school guy, but, you know. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, not that you would ever count on them for a good issue like that. So, Bernie, in his, you know, in his speech in the Senate said, like, look, this is crazy, why we shouldn't be doing this. The Iranian sanctions were just totally unnecessary and added in there as an appeasement to the Republicans so that they would go along with the bill. There's no reason they should further sanction Iran. It was at the behest of Israel, who are trying to further, you know, hurt Iran's uh, strength, and as a concession to the hawkish Republicans. 
we're mostly hawkish on Iran because Israel wants us to go to war with Iran. Um, but <laughs> Bernie was like, look, guys, the, Obama's one of Obama's biggest accomplishments was the Iranian, you know, nuclear deal, the, the deal he signed, he uh, agreed upon, agreed to with them that uh, made them end their nuclear program in exchange for us easing, uh, agreeing not to further sanction them and, you know, giving them some money that we had, withheld from them even though all the republicans oh my god we paid them all this money no that's their fucking money that we were holding from them that we just gave to them that it wasn't that we paid them anything like the that's a total bullshit talking point that the right likes to use about the iranian nuclear deal but we basically just totally ripped it up in iran's face because we further sanctioned them against uh the you know what we agreed upon in the bill so and they said as much so now it's like well who knows if they're going to stick to it. They could start enriching uranium, and if we say anything, it's like, oh, well, you fucking violated the treaty. Why should we stick to it if you guys aren't going to? Come on, they've already got enriched in uranium. Probably, <laughs> so. probably. But so, and the point is, like, this was all in fucking service of further sanctions on Russia for meddling in the 2016 election, something we still have not seen any concrete evidence of. So where not only are we totally shitting on one of Obama's only big uh, positive accomplishments during his presidency, and you know, I don't say only, but one of his bigger positive accomplishments during his presidency, we're also escalating with Russia for no fucking reason necessarily. We don't need to sanction them right now. I mean, it was, you know, uh, we until we have further proof and further investigation is done, and you know, there's six million investigations right now into the, the Russia shit in Congress and Mueller's investigation. Like, this is just so unnecessary, and it was I all. Don't know. I agreed with Trump. I thought that the Iran deal was shitty. I, I you know, for the U.S., I, I agreed with him um, that, you know, we really didn't get a whole lot for everything that we handed over. Yeah, it may have been theirs, but it gave us some leverage. And now, you know, that's money that they can use towards terrorism and other things. So I agreed that that was a shitty deal, but this wasn't the way to, this isn't even renegotiating it. It's just violating it and, and giving Iran license yeah. to, I mean, to move was... ahead with whatever they want. Yeah, I mean, whether it was a good deal or not, and I, and I, I kind of disagree, but I mean, you know, whatever. It, it wasn't a great deal, uh, but it was a deal that we agreed to, and either way, now we're just violating it, so it's like, why would anyone enter into a fucking deal with us about any kind of a nuclear program? Even if we had, like, an like a, a nuclear disarmament agreement with, with Russia or with anybody, why would anyone believe that we're going to stick to it if we don't stick to this Iran, Iran deal? It's just like... Or the Paris Climate Accords. Or the Paris Climate, or, climate yeah. Accords, or every other... Or any of the fucking Native American land treaties that we signed right. with them. I mean, we, we're just... We're such deadbeats when it comes to anything that we, you know... Um, <laughs> but yeah, and, and it's just... It makes me crazy, because it was all a big gotcha moment to see if Trump would sign it, and of course he was going to sign it, because it had unanimous... It would have passed anyway. He has a no reason. Right. You know, like, it's just so stupid, and it was... Unne these people are literally going to get us into World War Three because they they need to focus on this Russia issue. And I'm not saying that's not an issue, but it's so disproportionately focused on right now in D.C. that it, and it's really, like, I think, harmful for our safety and for, for our national security because it's really just becoming this 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 model, this monster of a of a thing. And it's and it's like, look, shit happened, even if they interfered. Fucking fix it. Fix your security and, you know, make Which sure it's not Which is the one thing again. they won't do. Yeah, one thing they don't want to do. do, of course. But word is online that 
when things come out about China, that it's far worse than anything, you know, any of the Russia stuff that people are digging into now. I'm sure. Um, yeah. But there's a lot more there. So it'll be really interesting to see how this evolves. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I, I, and it's so blatantly not that they give a shit about Russia interfering. They just don't, they feel stupid because they were made to look shitty. Because all their emails came out and we saw what fucking horrible people they were and what <laughs> conniving corporate sellouts they were. And they just can't deal with that. And they can't get around the fact that they were exposed. So they just talk about, well, the real problem here is that people leaked information, not the information that was leaked. You know, it's just. Didn't Assange kind of confirm that in a tweet this week? He retweeted someone um, he, talking about yeah. the origin of so yeah. he retweeted, yeah, regarding the uh, Seth Rich stuff. I, did we talk about that last week? No, I don't think we did. Yeah. So, well, it happened this week. So, yeah, so the, the, ironically, there was this big news story about how the Seth Rich thing, uh, the, the Rod Wheeler, the guy, the investigator, was suing Fox News for mischaracterizing some of his statements, whatever. I mean, Fox News is, you know, horrible, of course. Uh, they would do that. And they were saying how Trump concocted it. But ironically, that story hit around the same time that a story uh, about um, Seymour Hersh uh, speaking with Rod Wheeler on a tape recorder, tape recorded or something recorded conversation saying that he believed that Seth Rich was the leaker uh, to WikiLeaks and that they found uh, evidence of that on his computer. And Seymour Hersh, by the way, is a well-respected Pulitzer Prize winning investigator, uh, investigative journalist who broke the uh, Abu Ghraib story about the shit we were doing to the prisoners in Abu Ghraib and back in like 2005, I think. He was the first one to question the validity of the uh, chemical weapons attack in Syria in 2013, which turned out to be a false flag that the rebels had, you know, concocted to, to try to get us to intervene back then to try to get Obama to send in ground troops against Assad in Syria. That was basically proven that that was uh, done by the rebels. So this guy is not a partisan guy. He's not a lunatic. He's a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist. And he's saying the Seth Rich thing is legit. And of course, even just me saying this, people are going to be like, oh my God, you're you got to listen to the audio. You really do. I mean, he has a lot of details that I don't know, you know, where he got, but it seems pretty valid. And, and the other part that I think adds to it is that, you know, after all of this time of the mainstream media blackout, WAPO finally ran a story the day that that story about the audio mm -hmm. broke, they finally ran a story, uh, you know, trying to debunk or discredit you know, all the Seth Rich stuff going on. And it was, you know, just to, to try to bury the audio. It's almost as if they knew the audio was coming out and they knew that <laughs> that was going to be a number one trending hashtag on Twitter. So they were like, well, we have to make our own story bigger than that. Right. To, to, to explain away the hashtag. Like, I honestly think that's totally what happened. I believe um, it. And it's almost as if they don't want to find out what happened to this poor guy. No, of course they don't give a fuck. They don't get it's, it's horrible. The poor guy died, and nobody wants. They don't want to figure out what happened to him. No, of course, and it's super. Now sketchy. they're saying there's some grocery store video or something. I read that oh, today. So. Of course, that's what I was saying. Of course, there's going to be video because DC's like New York, right? It, there's camera. There's cameras everywhere in New York. Oh, and so the big you thing know? from that was that WikiLeaks retweeted the audio of that. So again, and they've done that before, confirming, yeah, that's where it came from. Seth Rich was our mm -hmm. fucking leaker. Wasn't the Russians? 
<laughs> like like the discredited firm, private firm that the DNC let investigate their servers said. Not the <laughs> FBI, just this discredited CrowdStrike firm who made up a bullshit story about the Ukrainians and are clearly anti- have an anti-Russian bias. Uh, yeah, no. So, so yeah. So, who do you... It's, that's the real question is, who are you going to believe? CrowdStrike, who, as I said, made up a story about the Ukrainians... Um, to, you know, to create this anti-Russia story, or WikiLeaks, who have never been proven to have made up a story and have always delivered nothing but truth, no matter who, uh, which party or who in power that it offends or that it uh, hurts, they they just are, you know, and you can make, you could say, oh, well, they, you know, release sporadically information during the campaign about Hillary. Yeah, well, it was still true information, so they could have released sporadic information all campaign about Bernie Sanders and it wouldn't have fucking done a thing because the worst he would have had was, you know, that photo of him in a bathing suit that, that the Hillary campaign was trying to circulate to the media to make so it look bad. So bad and that's all they got. So disgusting. They're, they're shameless. They're that fucking really shameless they're people. They're body shaming him. I mean, that's really what it is, you know? And and imagine if they did that to Hillary. Oh that my would be God. Sexist, sexist, sexist. It's like, guys, it's so wrong to put a fucking vid- a picture of somebody on vacation in their in their bathing suit or sitting at a pool and put that publicly. I mean, how? Well, he was fine. He was like a skinny old man, like without a shirt. Like what? The, like they just thought, like, oh, he looks weird in this picture. Like I'm sure that that was the. So he's not allowed to take a shirt off at the pool. I, I think I think either Nira or or Tom Perez or someone's like, hey, we could use this uh, in the media. He's creepy. Yeah, he's because creepy. he takes the shirt off at the pool like every other normal person. <laughs> so creepy. Yeah. No, he doesn't wear those fucking awesome super short shorts like Bill Clinton. Oh, that was the other funny <laughs> thing from the nineties. They they shoot the, they showed this clip of uh Clinton and Gore like jogging. Like, you know, they do that like stage jogging video that they always do for all the presidents. My man was rocking like they they had to have been underoos. They could not have been shorts. They were like <laughs> underoos. Like they maybe came to like where your pocket ends. Like they were the short I, I was like that even in 1992, that could not have been stylish. I can't imagine. He's a creep. He's a creep, Bill Clinton, and that's why he wore those shorts. Just saying. Gore's were pretty short too, but they weren't that bad. His were like, oh my god, they're brutal. Um, so, but even so, I still wouldn't say like, oh, you can't run for president because you were wearing short shorts when you were jogging. Like, no, no, no. This was his. He presented himself to the media as that. That was like his. Let's stage. critique people's athletic and bathing gear because yeah, that's really know, uh. Right? You know, mature. Ugh, they're fucking awful. So um, they really are it's unbelievable. <laughs> so a couple other uh, things. I'll just we'll rapid fire through. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Couple couple stories about him in the news. <laughs> Get excited, guys! Zuckerberg twenty twenty. Thank God, I feel really good. <laughs> so the two big stories about him this week that I'm sure totally were unrelated. Uh, he hired one of one of Hillary Clinton's pollsters. Uh, Oh, because that'll help you win. Yeah, I know, right? That their their fucking <laughs> polling numbers are, are... Two, two losing campaigns in a row. Let's yeah, let's hire somebody from there. Yeah, I, th- th- their numbers in Wisconsin were fucking great. I'm sure, you know. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, he hired, but I'm sure he just hired them for Facebook reasons, not for any kind of, of uh, political aspirations. <laughs> and then also, he's uh, no longer an atheist. He said in an <gasps> interview, "It's it's just yeah, funny." He must have found God on this on that tour of the Americas he did, where he would have dinner with farmers and he would milk cows and 
Just just Anthony, for the shit of it, I think. Not what, for any what reason. What god did he find? Which god did he find? He... <laughs> well, um, and they had this picture of him with his wife and baby, you know, like like having the baby suddenly made him, you know, I don't know, see the light and find God. So it was oh, just so staged so and so fucking, awful. He's it's so, the biggest crack he's a of bullshit. Robot. He is a fucking terminator. He's just banking on religious people not think, using critical thinking, which is probably going to work. I would have <laughs> given him more credit had he stuck with the atheist thing, honestly. Honestly, shit, yeah. <laughs> he should have just not talked so, about him. I mean, like, religion is personal. It's none of so your business. A couple, yeah. a couple of things with him. Um, number one, it is psychotic to allow the creator and CEO or whatever he is now of the largest social media platform in the fucking world to run for president. I mean, if talk about advantage and not giving equal time and all of these things. And Well, conflicts of interest clearly don't matter anymore. We're not holding anyone accountable, I mean, this, so why not? I think this is even a bigger conflict of interest than any of the Trump had. I mean, the the, the platform he has is, is and, and the ability to uh, invade people's privacy and, and, and gauge his, like just, there's so many little things like you can't even think of that, that are, that are like, worrisome about him trying to run for office besides the well, fact and even if they didn't try to to put their hand on the scale at all even if facebook did none of that just his insider knowledge about how the platform works that sure. alone is such a huge advantage sure yeah and yeah i mean he could literally blast out a notification to everyone on facebook like with a video <laughs> of him like you know talking about i mean just beyond all that i mean democrats what the fuck are you doing this guy's a fucking <laughs> Sociop I mean, if you saw the social network, this guy's a fucking sociopath, by all accounts, hanging out with fucking coked out Justin Timberlake or whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, he clearly, he, he's like, a, he seems like not a great person. He fucked over his early investors in Facebook and told like, yeah. one of his best friends. Um, he, we have no idea of any policies he supports except for one, which I'll get to why he's doing that. Um he's and he's a fucking billionaire like what this is your answer to connecting with people on an economic level is another fucking lunatic centrist uh capital venture capitalist billionaire from silicon valley like that's your fucking answer <laughs> well the democrats love it because he's got money and i'm sure of he'll throw a ton of his own into it. it so yeah and he's got information on everybody yeah, right of course he's got his own little you know dossier on every single person that we were all stupid it's enough to fill out ourselves it. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. It's, it's, it's like, a, you know, uh, what do you they call it? 1984 wet dream over oh, here. Of course. We all did it ourselves. Yeah. God forbid my Google history is ever publicized. We're oh. all in trouble. Yeah. So, no, I mean, but luckily I think everybody's in trouble if their shit is publicized. <laughs> and that's Maybe we could have a real conversation about morality after that. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, so, and, you know, the, the, the one positive thing is that they did a bunch of polls uh, recently about, like, X versus Donald Trump in the presidential election. And they did, you know, Hillary Clinton, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker. All the, Everyone kind of edged out Trump by three or four points, except for Bernie, who beat him by 13 points in this poll. Not making this up. Go look it up. Uh, and uh, Hillary, actually, I think, would still lose to Donald Trump. But the only one who lost by, like, three or four points, Mark Zuckerberg. So well, that's what I was gonna say. They could he could still give a notification to everybody on Facebook, everybody in the world, and uh, they still wouldn't vote for him. There's I would no never way. vote for Mark Zuckerberg. I don't give a fuck if he's running against fucking Hitler. I would not vote for Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> I could not bring myself to vote for this man. So I will give him credit for supporting the universal basic income. Well, I like okay. that idea. So that 
<laughs> interestingly enough, I thought like, oh wow, he that's great. I, I totally support UBI, and he was just doing. Well, he that doesn't want the pitchforks to come out after him. Ex- exactly. Right? Well, so I was listening to Chapo Trap House, Chapo Trap House, which is really a, a really funny, like super left podcast that the establishment loathes because they said bend the knee and they think it's like they they immediately go to like like any kind of sexual anything whenever they hear a phrase even though they were clearly making a reference to game of thrones because they say bend the knee all the time on game of thrones um but but they they're fucking clueless and culturally devoid of any kind of anything so um then they made a really good point that i never considered and kind of you just made it also, the UBI is just basically because he knows that his industry and all the shit that he's funding is going to totally do away with the service industry in 10 to 15 years. And the only way that the that they're going to live without literally being ripped out of their mansions and like eaten in the streets is to create some sort of a UBI as a social safety net. Um, they're not doing it for any altruistic reasons. They're not, they're not doing the ideal form of UBI, which would be UBI plus creating, uh, you know, better paying jobs and creating living wages. UBI is just supposed to be there in the countries that it exists in as a bare minimum to cover your needs so that you can further, uh, you know, strive to get a, a better job and get, you know, provide a better life for yourself and live a life of some comfort, not just, you know, survive. I mean, you should. Well, be- and it actually increases worker participation, which it has does. been interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, is- also, you know, you're going to be likely to start your own business. If you're not worried about getting food on the table you can have done you can start you can get education in these tech skills that they keep telling us we need to have for everything in the future yeah you're absolutely right i mean i completely support it enough of these middle class like and lower middle class fighting the the richest fight for them by saying so many people sucking on the government's heat shut the fuck up honestly i don't care i don't even care if 10 percent of them don't just don't want to work i don't give a shit fine I'd yeah. rather that happen than, I mean, some people in the religious orthodoxy community just got caught but that are millionaires that were doing it. And to me, that's way worse. Of course. And it's fucking just the austerity in a nutshell. And the Republicans have always done it. And now the Democrats totally do it. It's just like yeah. I saw a funny meme about it. It was like uh, austerity. The billionaires tell the millionaires that the poor people have too much money is basically what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah, so Zuck knows they can't go much further with it. And this is, and he might, I hate to say it, but for a lot of people, you know, I I looked at workforce participation rates, we're still only at about 60%. So you got about 40% of workers not working right now. There's a chance, as as much as he's hated, that people would just go, you know what? It might be a better deal for me, but the Democrats better deal. (laughs) I think that he'll move everyone else left on that issue if he runs on that, which is good. I, I hope mean, so. I think Bernie will maybe come out and support it if he, because Bernie supports every other kind of uh, method of improving, you know, any kind of social safety net and improving your ability to actually grow in this economy. So I, I, I think that if Zuckerberg runs and he runs on that platform, there's no reason all the other Democrats wouldn't kind of fall in line with that, which is great. You know, he could get away with, because he has the money to do it and the influence to do it, he can get away with doing, like, a super, super progressive platform if he wanted to. Yeah, but he won't. Or, and I, I would never believe him to enact most of the shit that he would run on, because I don't believe his character uh, yeah. at all. Like, you know, I don't I don't think he's a man of character at all. So, 
Um, no, it doesn't seem that way. And he's a fucking billionaire. Like, how many fucking times do they have to... Uh, I just... I can't. But Anthony, he's going to give it all away. Yeah, right? <laughs> he's going to give, like, yeah. a, a fucking 1% of it away and still, be the, still have his fucking island in Hawaii that he kicked a bunch of natives out of so he can have thousands of acres of uninhabited, you know, forest or, or whatever land or jungle around his mansion. Prick. Ugh. Um, so... Oh, I didn't realize he got away with it. I knew he was trying to do it. I didn't I, know he I'm got away sure with it. I'm pretty sure he got away with it, yeah. I, I wow. haven't heard any PS on it, but last I heard, he's basically... He paid off the ones... Uh, it was basically like a treaty situation with the Native Americans. It was like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah, they offered him money, but some people are like, no, this is my fucking house. I'm not going to leave. Like, and you can't force them to leave, but apparently in the United States, uh, you can force them to leave <laughs> if you have enough yeah. money. So... Um, oh, so like eminent domain shit. Yeah, happened. Trump. Trump was the <laughs> fucking king of that. But oh man, and my stupid—I mean, I hate to say this word—but my stupid parents uh, were sitting there going, "Yeah, eminent domain is great. They'll pay. You know, they'll pay you more than your house is worth." No, I'm like, they don't. They you are under- out of your mind if that's what you think is going to happen. You're going to move on their terms, not your terms, and leave your house that you worked hard on behind. Yeah, they give you like, ten cents on the dollar. We don't want to live here anymore. I'm like, you guys are. You think that it's yeah the government showing up and telling you to get the fuck out is a good idea? Yeah, it sounds like a great plan to me. Yeah, you'll definitely get a fair deal. <laughs> <laughs> right, better deal. So, um, <laughs> so a couple more quick things. Go ahead. <laughs> a couple more quick things I want to hit. Uh, so the Democrats, um, the resistance uh, in their in their resisting sent a letter to the uh, GOP talking about how much they can't wait to work with them on uh, tax reform. <laughs> I think I saw that this week. Um, yeah, that's going to be great. But they said, well, only if you agree not to cut taxes for the rich, but with no parameters whatsoever. Just just broad statements like that. Let's just do the flat tax, guys. It'll be great for the rich. This fu- these fucking people are just so shameless. And, and, and they don't even try to hide the fact that they're fucking Republicans anymore. Why would you say that you'd work with Republicans? Do you think any plan that Republicans put forward is going to raise taxes on the wealthy or lower taxes on low-income families. Like, nothing that they propose is going to do that. Like, what is wrong with you people? Like, why would you... <laughs> Except for Steve Bannon's yeah, slight increase. I mean, who, who fucking, you know, who could have guessed? But, but who that's saw that gonna, one coming? But that's not going to be... He's an outlier. He actually is somewhat of an economic populist, even though he's a huge fucking racist. Um... Well, that's the thing, Anthony. He's probably also scared of the pitchforks a little bit. He's probably like, you know, we got to do a little something here to bring a little more income in. Otherwise, that's why it's only 5%. It's 4.5% that he wants to raise the taxes on the But that's better than probably what the Republicans are going to do, which is lower it to like 20% or whatever they're... I mean, they want to lower the corporate tax rate, which is not even the effective tax rate, from 35% to 15%. And the effective tax rate that the fucking corporations already pay is like 16% after all the loopholes that they take advantage of. So, And then well, I'll and probably is, end up paying 45 Yeah. And this is why Republicans love to do, you know, if they do anything for the middle class, you know, it's a tax credit, because they know if you're poor, if you're middle class, and you get that, you know, I don't helps, know, five yeah. grand, whatever, one time a year, you're going to go out and you're going to blow it. And they, the money goes right back to the wealthy. So this is, this is all by design. Like yeah. everything else. And they, and they give a pittance to the middle class so that they won't complain because like, oh, well, you know, that $500 check is great. It helped me out a little bit. 
Um, meanwhile, they're fucking robbing, you know, robbing your bank account, basically, because they're just t taking such big chunks of money that should be going into uh, the tax pool and going into things, you know, like roads and bridges and infrastructure and all this shit and letting these rich fucks keep it and, and hoard it. You know, it's like, it, it's just, it's, it's the shit they do one-on-one. But the real thing to me is that why are the fucking Democrats trying to act like this is something we can work with them? Like, ooh, let's, the same with the healthcare. Ooh, let's work with you to make this fucking milquetoast policy shittier, slightly shittier. Like, what is wrong with them? Like, do they think anything that they do is going to move those policies even remotely left? Like, nothing that they do is going to do that because they don't have a majority. This is, why, this is why I keep telling people online, don't listen to a damn word they say. Only look at the votes. Only look at that. Yeah. Because what they do is they, they repackage it. They sell it. You know, just like the, the talking points for the new platform, you know, about small business and entrepreneurship and all that stuff. They're repositioning everything to make it like they're on the side of average people. Meanwhile, they continue, you know, the, the gifts to corporations. And so people really need to be looking a lot more closely at what's happening in their state legislatures and at the local level. And they really need to be looking at legislation because what they're saying on TV and, you know, in the media is completely different from what they're actually doing. Yeah, I just, uh, I, you know... <laughs> Just another great example of the resistance, you know, never backing down. Oh, that was another thing I wanted to recommend, actually, in the recommend section. Uh, so do you guys listen to Rage Against the Machine? Were you a big rate, anyone, either of you? Oh, yeah. I love Rage Against the Machine. So yeah. uh, the members of Rage Against the Machine, minus Zach, uh, the singer, uh, are in a new band called Prophets of Rage with um, Chuck D from Public Enemy and, Cyper and Be Real from Cypress Hill. And they're like super good. They released a couple singles so far. It's, it's very rage sounding. You know, it sounds the closest thing. I mean, you know, I liked Audio Slave a lot, but it didn't sound anything like Rage Against the Machine. You know, obviously it was a much different thing with Chris Cornell as a singer. It was a lot, you know, more alternative. Um, but if you like Rage Against the Machine, this is like super good, uh, really strong protest music that actually has lyrical teeth. It's not just, you know, typical, you know pseudo resistance bullshit it like you know they, it talks about you know like th there's a song called unfuck the world that's their, there's their lead single and like the chorus is like no hatred fuck racist blank faces unfuck the world and like in the verse of the song they talk about like th like how times change but not really like this is the same shit that they've been doing like they don't believe everyone when they tell you that times are this is unprecedented and that all these people are coming out of the woodwork the shit's always been here. The cops have always been like the. So yeah, I you know if you if, if you guys like rage or even if you don't, if you just like you know, awesome like protest music, definitely check that out because uh, it's it's super good and I think their album's coming out in like September. Plenty to rage about right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, <laughs> did you guys catch uh, Steve Miller's press conference the other day? I missed it, but I was so sad that I did because I heard it was <laughs> something else. Oh, the fucking fireworks! Oh my, that that fucking prick. I, he's like my age, but he his hair is like running away from him. I, I think he's so <laughs> racist that his hair is like you know anything black remotely on his body is just running away in terror. I think is what it is. His hair is just going to turn him into a neo-Nazi skinhead, regardless. <laughs> That fucking guy, he is, he's unbelievable. He is, I believe he believes everything he's saying. He's a total ideologue, like horrible, 
you know, white supremacist, uh, American, you know, uh, exceptionalist douchebag. Like, uh, you talked about... So Jim Acosta, who was getting a little snippy with him from CNN, um, and he was asking him about, like, the immigration policy, because they... And that's something we didn't even talk about. But how they, they basically are trying to cut back on legal immigration now, which they always claim that they supported... They were always the ones against illegal immigration, but no, apparently they're against legal immigration now too, because they're just fucking horrible on every level. Um, and Jim Acosta was saying to him, like, well, you know, with the Statue of Liberty was put there, uh, you know, did, give me your tired. He was re- reciting the poem on the thing, and Stephen Miller was like, well, that wasn't referring to immigrants. That was, the, the Statue of Liberty's torch points backwards as a beacon to uh, America, like, I've never heard such... Yeah, and that whole poem was never part of the original thing. I mean, even the fact that he knows all this stuff or that that these are his talking points just speaks volumes to what he thinks about this country. Yeah, and he's just... Oh my God, he's such a fucking evil little showed of a human being and i just want to see the snl if he gets communications oh director he <laughs> continues these i i suggested online i think that uh, paul rubens aka Pee Wee herman oh God, needs to play them yeah. i would kill to see that so well, hopefully the other funny SNL coming up <laughs> the other funny thing is that a lot of people pointed out that he looks like a young jonathan banks you know the guy who plays mike in breaking bad he is facially looks a lot like him. That'd be so funny if they got him to play him on SNL. Just like, oh, that would be good too. Just kind of paint his hair black, like the, the hair that he has left, because he's got about the same amount, you know, like, oh my God, that'd be so funny. Um, yeah, so yeah, that, apparently they loved that fucking rambling nonsense press conference. They all like loved it so much that they're considering making him the uh, communications director, so that'll be fun uh this is like the the the, my favorite fucking position in the white house right now is this press secretary slash communications (laughs) director it just provides endless entertainment between spicy and scaramucci and uh, i mean well you know it's just it's the worst job in the world having to go out there and (laughs) and go under fire and having to defend anything trump says or does so i mean they're they're not gonna get the the top of the line people they're scraping the bottom (laughs) (laughs) you know when they send us these communications directors they're not sending their best people you know they're they're criminals they're rapists (laughs) and some i assume are good some i assume are good people (laughs) Oh, so uh, yeah, <laughs> two other quick things I want to hit on. Um, did you guys see Vincente Fox, the former Mexico president, uh, on CNN the other day? He he said fuck like on air on live. I love him. He's the he's the best. I love that guy. He's my favorite foreign leader. He's like, Read my lips. There's no way we're paying yeah. for Trump's fucking wall. Not paying wall. for that fucking wall. That's like his catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He said it on air, and <laughs> the reason I wanted to bring it up because a it was hilarious, and I love that dude, but b the fucking meat the media are such children like this is the same as like when um they were they, remember that uh, months ago they were having that discussion on cnn and somebody said the n-word in relation to the way somebody else it's like quoting somebody else about how horrible somebody in the trump administration was i think it was bannon or they're quoting bannon saying something like you know using the n-word and and and, and, and like brook ball was just so appalled that they said the phrase on it, and I was like, they weren't saying it, like, using it in a, in a slur. They were saying it, like, they, I just feel Quoting like the media... someone else, yeah. yeah. I feel like the media are such children that they can't hear any naughty language 
and they just shut down because like when he said that on, on CNN, Allison Camerata was just like 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 a deer in the fucking headlights and couldn't continue with the interview. <laughs> And I'm just like, you people are fucking adults, aren't you? Like, have you not heard bad? Like, just move on. Like, it's not a big deal. And they, they're so scared of bad language, yet they can fucking sit there and glow about the cruise missiles that we launched into Syria, about the beauty of the... Like, those things are going to fucking kill people. But if somebody says, like, fuck, you're all of a sudden, like, a 12-year... It, it's just so... I don't it, think they really care about the language. I think it's, you know, all built up for ratings and stuff. I mean, yeah, they can get a fine from the FCC for like it. Nothing. You know, like that's nothing. That is peanuts to them. And, you know, then they're going to wonder why people are moving to things like these podcasts. It's because you can actually hear people speak how they speak normally. And yeah, you know what? Yeah. Sometimes you need an F-bomb. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, that's... And even, like, the Young Turks. I mean, you know, that's why people watch them, because they're not under FCC regulations and they can talk like real people and they can repeat things that Anthony Scaramucci says without having to say things like <laughs> bleep your own bleep on TV, you know, like they do on TV. <laughs> oh God. It's fucking horrible. Just Mooch's life is over. <laughs> oh, poor Mooch. We're going to his empty mansion in Long Island. It's all right. CNN is going to hire him to be a commentator. Oh, sure. and you know it. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's going to get no, his own show on Fox News. Talk. The problem is they can't, he can't say anything that they can actually not edit out. So that's why he'll never get the job on uh, cable news. HBO might have to hire him. Um, but HBO is like super centrist usually, or super neoliberal usually. So Exactly, and he's a neolib, so it fit him perfectly. <laughs> All the deleted tweets, he seems like a neolib. Um, oh, it's ridiculous. He was part of the resistance up until like six months ago. I'm telling you, that's really why his wife left him. And she saw him do a 180, and that... When you're married to somebody, that's got to freak you the fuck out. You're like, you were this person five minutes ago. Now you're somebody completely different. Well, and yeah. how about that he's with Trump when she's giving birth? I mean, oh, no. what would you think if your husband was like, honey, look, I know you're going to have our child, you honey, know, listen, the next generation listen. all that, but, you know. I got to go. go take care of this thing. Like, you, you can't. <laughs> Ugh, if, my, if my husband went to go work with Trump, that would that would be very strange. Very, yeah. very strange. I don't think uh, Trump's in the business of hiring atheist Latinos to work for him. <laughs> progressive uh, atheist Latinos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very progressive. Right. Um, so <laughs> then just the one last thing I wanted to touch on this week uh, was the Foxconn deal. Did you guys hear about this? I, I mean, this you... Is yeah, it's the factory that had to put the suicide net nets up for during the iPhone production. Yeah, because the working because conditions were so horrible that people were routinely trying to kill themselves off the roof of the it, factory. It was that, and also the pay was so bad yeah. that they were killing themselves for the insurance money because they could send it back home because oh they were worth God. more dead than That's alive. So yep. dark. I didn't well, even know that So dark. So. Yeah. So. Wisconsin, this is over in China. No, I know, but they, but so yeah. they, they they moved here. So. Foxconn, uh, yeah, so they 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 make uh, I believe they make microchips. They make essentially components of the iPhone. Yeah. Um. So this there was this big news, and Trump, you know, was touting it, and Scott Walker, that fucking just absolute Ugh. shit stain of a human. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's, a, he's a winner. Yeah, governor of uh, Wisconsin, uh, your home state, or your current oh. state, not your home. Yes, state. I, I know. Um, Lizana voted for it many times. I'm didn't sure, you, yeah, right. I'm sure you're a huge fan. <laughs> So, you probably I won't won't work for free for anyone opposing him. <laughs> <laughs> so they made this big deal of it. Like they're all, oh, we're bringing all these manufacturing jobs. So first of all, it's not that many jobs. Second of all, uh, 
the way they got him here is they they're giving him three billion dollars in fucking subsidies. So you know, Foxconn, the welfare queens that they are, are getting a massive subsidy to come move here. So it's a, of course a total you know under the table, above the table payoff to come move your factory here. And um, there's one other point I wanted to make about it. I forget now. Well, Anthony, those are great jobs, you know? I mean, people are only committed, committing suicide in China that work for yeah, Foxconn. Right. I mean, it sounds like a great company. Oh, that's oh, no. Unbelievable. So I remember the big thing about that. <laughs> the other thing that Scott Walker, uh, just coincidentally at the same time, passed this deal that, uh, or, or is trying to pass a bill in, in, in Wisconsin that would exempt anyone from the new uh, tech sector or whatever they're calling it, manufacturing sector, from any environmental regulations whatsoever. So, so they're they're oh, great. Yeah. So they they would not be subject if this bill passes, I believe, to the Clean Water and Clean Air Acts, which fucking Nixon, I think, instituted back in the seventies. Yeah, um, Nixon was cared about the environment a little bit. He he I supposedly Nader really pushed him on that, but that was back when Democrats had a backbone and could actually push Republicans on issues. <laughs> Oh, can I tell you about my conspiracy theory? Did I ever tell you about my conspiracy theory about John Lennon's death? No. Okay. Right before he died, he was hanging out with Ralph Nader a lot. Oh, shit. And I think the reason why John Lennon was killed is I think the government had him killed because they didn't want Nader's policy with John Lennon's influence. Oh, shit. That's that's not, honestly, not the worst theory. Like, I, 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 I can believe that. <laughs> my conspiracy I can, theory. I can believe that. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that's not even a conspiracy theory. That's like an actual possibility. Yeah, that's that's I on the table. I saw a few of them two together, and I was like, "Oh man, they're getting along really well. That's they're so hanging cool. out." John yeah. Lennon likes these politics. Two of my fucking Uh-oh. favorite people in the world. That's that's yeah. super cool. John Lennon has so much, so much influence. You know, he could have won if he ran for governor or even president. Well, he couldn't run for pre because he's from Britain. But yeah, if he ran, they for... would have let him. They let Ted Cruz do it. <laughs> he's a fucking beetle. <laughs> like they would have let him. They would have let him. They would have let him. Um, yeah, they would have been. Real, I always think about like all these musicians, like people like that, actual like activists, and like even people like Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, like where we would be right now if they were still around and they weren't silenced because they actually were progressive voices. Like if things would have changed, now, Malcolm X would have been for Bernie, and I'm sa I'm scared to say that maybe MLK would have pulled a John Lewis and been like. I, I didn't think so. see Bernie. No, I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was gonna say because MLK, as much as centrists love to claim him, was real fucking good and real. He like was he was a, a socialist. socialist. He was a socialist. Yeah, yeah. big time socialist. They never will say that, and they always cut off his quotes before he gets to the socialism yep. and and talking about you know the tranquilizing drug of gradualism and beware of the white moderate and all these things. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, the fucking family from Get Out is just what he was talking about. You know? <laughs> Did you get that yet, Madonna? What'd you say? Did you see Get Out yet? Did we get out? No. Okay. I was just sharing with Adrian all day these these memes that people were like the DNC trying to woo the black vote, and it was Allison Williams from Get Out, like with with her boyfriend from that movie. Oh, I saw that, but I didn't know what it was from. Okay. Once you see the movie, you'll it'll be hilarious to you. But yeah, so. Yeah, it, it, that was, of course, a huge giveaway, and, you know, it's going to probably fuck up the water supply in, in Wisconsin and the air, so 
Uh, they have already, I mean, the DNR, you know, they've, they've taken away so much and, you know, with how they're trying to and how they are effectively weakening the EPA. I mean, I, I think we're nearing a point in Wisconsin where there will be no environmental regulations at all again. <laughs> and the rivers will be shit and the lakes will be shit and there won't be fishing and the animals will die. And I don't know, then they can eat and breathe their money, I guess. <laughs> I guess it's just like the vaccine. No, we're going to eat and breathe them, I think, is what's, what's going to happen. We're just going to eat them <laughs> for sustenance. <laughs> no, but think about this. You know, like, people people don't want to vaccinate their kids anymore because of the, the you know, the, what do you, what do you call it? Speculation? Disc- discredited studies, yeah. Yeah, the speculation that there could be some problem with the um, vaccines because also people don't see those diseases anymore, so they don't care about them, which is so stupid, but whatever. Um, yeah, there's a the reason the we don't thing. see them anymore. Exactly. It's called vaccines. And um, the other funny thing is, it's like, it reminds me of that, because back then, at the same time when people were dying from polio, they were going to work in a factory and getting their arm cut off because of lack of regulations. You yeah. know, people are dying from black lung because of lack of regulations. The pollution was so bad because of lack of regulations. And we're just going to... Well, let's bring back coal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, things got coal. better. Cool. Now worry. let's just bring it back again. You know, like, we don't see those pollution problems as much anymore, even though the, 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 earth, is war- the earth is warming so much that all the flights are getting delayed. Did you know that? Did you yeah, hear about I that? that. I in Arizona. First time ever. But not um, even just here in New York. My husband oh travels my for a living, and he got delayed almost three hours on Thursday coming back into New York. And it's, they're saying it's because it was so hot up in the atmosphere that it was too hot for the planes. Wow. Yeah, no, everything's fine. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> We're doing fine. But, you know, it, guys, you're, you're, you're ignoring the fact that Trump said he's going to bring back clean coal. So, like, I don't know why you're complaining. <laughs> It's going to be fine, guys. Like, we're, we're not, Father we're not Trump will take care of all of us. Don't we're not, worry. We're not heading for, in worst case scenario, uh, total fucking uninhabitable planet in 70 years, like that New Yorker article said. Like, that's not... Don't worry, guys. We'll be fine. That's just it. You know, it's not as if the planet will just keep going on without us, because uh, <laughs> it doesn't need us. I love how these people think, like, the Earth needs us or something. It doesn't need us. Yeah, well, it, that's... We, that's like the, the distinction. It's like the planet will be fine. We're just like yep. George Carlin always say, the planet's yep. fine. The people are fucked. We're just wiping yep. out civilization. We're making it uninhabitable for us. The planet will be fucking fine. It'll just be totally radically be changed. Change. Yep. It'll it'll start. It will just start anew. It will like that uh, 90s song by Baz Luhrmann, Wear Sunscreen. You remember hearing that? It's basically what we <laughs> have to do. <laughs> Whatever you do, wear sunscreen. Oh, my God. Well, I, we actually got through my entire list of topics this week. I'm, I'm, I'm so surprised. I did not think we were going to get through all these <laughs> under two hours. Can I bring too. up one quick one? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That Michelle Carter case with the text messages. Did you guys hear about that? No. Was the that, girl who's going to jail for 15 months now. Was that now? the one who like, made her boyfriend kill himself? Well... Here's the thing. You got to read. You got to. They, they released the text messages. Oh. So apparently this guy who was like they were seven. He was he was 18. She was 17 at the time. He was talking to her for a couple of years about committing suicide. And in the beginning, she was like, no, don't do it. You know, trying to help him, giving him mm-hmm. information. Don't do it. Blah, blah, blah. And then eventually, I don't think she I think she stopped believing him. It was like, yeah, do it. You know, go, go, go. Because she got sick of it or whatever. Oh, that's um, totally different than the way they presented it. I know it is. Holy that, shit. I did my own research. They I made they vilified research. her as like this monster who like drove him. Like that's not at all with that. That sounds like she was fed up with him 
like it was his idea the whole thing was his idea and that's crazy because it's a young white male they have to fucking be on his side they have to take all accountability away from him and put it all on her she was a she was a minor at the time and she's going to jail over text messages it's insane that guy ethan couch remember that affluenza kid killed four people he killed four people, paralyzed one, and he got 10 years probation. And they're putting this girl in jail mm-hmm. for text messages. Yep. I don't care who you are. If you say, go kill yourself, I don't see any liability there. Because, you're, you know, the person that's not considering it, that, you know, is normal mental health or whatever, is not going to go and do it. The only person who would do it would be someone that already has mental health issues. Yeah. I don't see any liability there. Yeah, no, of course not. That's see, crazy like, that they found. If they went, af- they, they went after for manslaughter, which I think is totally wrong. If they went after her for negligence or they went after her for, like, the Good Samaritan law, that would be fine and fair. But this yeah. is just unprecedented and horrible. Yeah. Because now they're going to throw people in jail for words. Well, <laughs> they're, gonna have to, they're, they're already trying to do that for other words, too, you know? I mean, we're already hearing about fucking Sessions trying to crack down on leakers, like, to the full extent of the law. Uh, there's there's yeah <laughs> it's not good i i don't get I think too used to the first scary. amendment guys because but it might not was... be around too much longer these if podcasts was... are really starting to depress me yeah you know that's the problem when we talk uh-huh. about politics and current events <laughs> they're not good sides. i'll play yeah. this out with the uh, shiny happy people from rem or something <laughs> oh i saw michael stipe at a restaurant once really yeah, like, yeah, like recently or? a smile. Uh, maybe two or three years ago. Do you have his crazy hobo beard? Ah, uh, no, no, not at the time. Okay. But he was uh, so it was with, before. Uh, it was like right when he was leaving REM, probably because after that he grew his massive <laughs> hobo beard. He was uh, with some guy, some attractive man, uh, you know, as I'm sure he can get. And uh, they were having dinner with a group of people. I walked Did by, he? gave him a smile. And I actually got one in return. <laughs> didn't, he, didn't he just come out recently, or like he came out as bi or something? Like he came out a few years ago. He's gay. If okay. I, uh, if, yeah, yeah, he's dating men these oh, days. Cool. Um, he was he was he was clearly with this gentleman. Like they were oh, clearly cool, in cool. a in a thing. Yeah, he had a nice, attractive boyfriend. So well, good run, for him. If yeah, you run into him. him again, please tell him to make music again because he's fucking awesome. <laughs> I don't bother celebrities when I see them. I don't talk to them. I really don't. I sat next to Kim Cattrall at dinner. I don't talk to them. <laughs> I saw, let's see, Zach Galifianakis and Ted Danson and Mary Steenburgen um, at a restaurant. They were sitting next to us at my birthday, like, while I was having my birthday party. Saw the Olsen twins. I saw huh. even somebody I like, like Natasha Leone. I saw her on the street. I didn't say a word. I don't, I I don't bother. Speechless. I get, like, so celebrity shy. Like, I yeah, once ran into, like, almost ran over Bob Dole in the Watergate <laughs> building. <laughs> uh, and, like, at the time, I was Republican, you know, but I was also, like, alternative so i'm like my hair is blue and in braids and i've got these jeans that say lust on them you know and i went into him and i'm like i can't say shit right now because there is no way in hell he would ever believe i was republican believe i was serious i just i was so i couldn't speak so that was my bobble experience you know i saw like the most recently is probably priscilla presley i saw her last year on the street which was interesting I almost talked to her because that's like a le- a living legend in a sense. Sure, yeah. And uh, she looks like an age that doesn't exist in reality <laughs> because everything on her is old, but her face is young. It's so bizarre. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, the vampires are feeding on young people's blood now. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. We talked about that yeah. a couple weeks ago, how they literally <laughs> are feeding on young people. Uh, fucking Peter Thiel is sustaining himself with the blood of the young, so. Unbelievable. They're that actual guy. vampires. <laughs> Ugh, well, on that cheery note, <laughs> we should probably wrap up. Um, please remember to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Um, share this link around. Share the podcast around. Uh, let's get heard a little bit more. And uh, come back next week and join us on the Our Voice podcast.